And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, once again. You are listening to The Big League Show. My name is Connor Somerville. I am joined, as always, by Aiden Silliphant. And this is a bit of a special episode for us because it's the first one that we will be recording and uploading to Spotify. Uh, If you want to listen to us, you can check us out on Spotify. We will Instagram it out once it's all properly set up, as long as it properly records. Um, But without further ado... That song that you were just listening to was called 100 Bad Days by AJR. The reason I chose that song is because it's felt like that for if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. That was a brutal road trip uh, against the entire Western Conference. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was expecting them to get five out of six points on that road trip, and they come away with one. And that's just really unacceptable um, if you're a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you cannot be happy with that at all. I'm sure Sheldon Keefe wasn't too happy uh, getting back home to Toronto. And, you know, the schedule does not get easier for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they take on Tampa Bay tonight, which we will get into. Uh, big piece coming back into the lineup as well. But, yeah, just going back to that road trip, um, you know, you stay up late to watch all those games and, most of them were pretty close, you know. They got goalied against Jonathan Quick and the Los Angeles Kings um, on the second game of that trip. And, you know, the Leafs played pretty well there. In my opinion, they really played well defensively. Obviously, Anderson got the shutout. Um, but they just couldn't bury one. They had so many chances on Quick, they just got goalied. And, you know, that happens sometimes. Um, I know it, it really shouldn't be an excuse because the Leafs are far more um, of a better team than the Los Angeles Kings, but I guess you can look at it as if it was just a one-off, they got goalied, it happens. That's one game, though. Like You look at the fact that they lost to the Sharks, who are one of the worst teams in the NHL, and the ghost of the Anaheim Ducks, who basically are just riding on the back of John Gibson at this point. It's frankly embarrassing the fact that they blew that road trip. Like, I get it's supposed to be a difficult road trip, but Mm -hmm. at what point do you draw the line and say, that's inexcusable, like, changes need to be made, which they are making tonight, but... I mean, that's the story of the season, though, for the Leafs. It's just their inconsistency. You know, they had a killer road trip in Florida. When they beat Tampa, they beat Florida, and then they beat Vancouver on Saturday. So things are looking great, and then... You expect the schedule to get a lot easier on this road trip, and they blow basically all three games. You could have gotten at least four points on that road trip, um, even with the way that they were playing. The game could have gone either way. They could have actually won those games. Um, the game against San Jose, I still think that they played like okay. Campbell bailed them out, though, and they can't leave their goalie out to dry all the time. That's what they do with Anderson. That's what they do with, with Campbell now. It's, it's ridiculous. They have to learn how to to play defense, I guess, even though they did play well against L.A., giving up no goals. But then they got to score as well. They're, they got to find that mix. If you play well defensively, you got you to gotta score or you're not going to win. Like, they got to find that perfect balance. They can't just be good at one thing one night and awful at the other thing. That's not going to give you the results that you want. And Florida is right behind you now. Yeah, they blew only... this road trip, and now they're like what four points back? One point back. They are one point back of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs are hanging on by a string right now, and they got a very tough opponent tonight 
yeah. in the ghost of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who are without Victor Hedman and Steven Stamkos, yeah. which will help. They're but still dangerous. They are still dangerous top to bottom, and their decor is still pretty good. And they have Andre Vasilevsky, so yeah. that helps it's, a little bit too. It's something that I think Leaf fans have made a big deal about in the fact that they have been struggling, but... Again, we keep forgetting that they are missing Jake Muzzin. They're missing Morgan Riley. They're missing, um, first stretch, I know this is bad to say, Cody Cece. They're missing Ilya Mikheyev, who shouldn't make that big of a difference, but it has. Mitch Marner hasn't been playing to the standard that you want him to play to. It's sort of like everything's sort of been piling up against Toronto, and how they bounce back tonight I think will be a massive factor in terms of where this team goes in the future. Uh, and potentially if there are any big moves made this summer. So so this is a big game. This is like a do-or-die game, you think? In this your is do-or-die game. If you lose this game, Florida could very, very easily pass you in the standings, and that's frankly embarrassing with Sergey Bobrovsky playing the way he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand how it's even possible Florida's still in this conversation with how bad that they've been playing. Like, are the Leafs really that bad? Like, they, are they? They look amazing on paper, but then for some reason they're not able to put it together. I don't know if it's the fact that they blame the media for it, which maybe Social I don't media. think so. Social, Social media, media potentially. That's what we've been hearing from Matthews and Marner. Yeah, Marner, and then Marner tweeted out a sponsorship. Yes. Tweet like the next day, so we see where he stands on that matter. Um, but again, it's something that the Leafs really need to address, especially coming into this offseason. You were hoping to get that in Kyle Clifford, and he's just sort of fallen apart. You, I guess, were sort of lacking that in Jake Muzzin, who's now out, but how big a factor does one guy play in keeping this play in keeping this team together? It's something that really, really needs to be addressed and probably should have been addressed at the trade deadline. But with that being said, there have been some positives. You know, Tyson Berry's been playing much better recently. Um, Callie Rosen has been not noticeable, which is exactly what you want from a fill-in. Martin Marincin had a couple of good games recently. Uh, Rasmus Sandin's looked pretty positive. Timothy Liljegren has been... He wasn't great, but again, he's still young. They just sent him back down to the AHL, so he's eligible for the playoffs. I assume he'll stay there. You got Riley coming back tonight. Anderson had a very good game against the Kings. Hopefully he has another good game tonight because I assume he's starting. Campbell, I don't think it's been announced yet, but I think there's a very good chance he's starting. It's probably safe to assume that. Campbell, he has been very good for the Leafs since they acquired him. Yes. Uh, and he has been the ultimate team player with some of the stuff he said in the media and his sort of... The mustache. The mustache, yeah, which we'll talk about in road a second. Road to 50. Hashtag uh, road to 50. And the encouragement he's given, guys. I think that's really important to, especially in this new generation of encouraging guys like Matthews and Marner who are on social media and getting ripped nonstop by Leafs fans, having that guy there who's a veteran who knows what he's doing to support you through your sort of struggles, in the case of Mitch and Matthews, he's been playing really well. Um, but again, it's something that I think the Leafs really need to address and something that will be either incredibly prominent tonight in their it just collapse against the Lightning Mm-hmm. Or it'll show that maybe they are for real if they're managed to seriously compete against their probable first round opponent. So from what I'm hearing, you think that they're missing some grit potentially in their lineup? Because you mentioned Clifford, you mentioned Muzzin, 
or is it also experience? I think there was a a tweet that came out today, or not a tweet, but John Scott. He was on the Good Show today, and he was saying that Patrick Marlowe was a big loss for the th- Leafs in the locker room, and that their locker room isn't good enough this year to to make a run in the playoffs. Do you think that? Because in my in my opinion, it is that is true. I I think Marlowe was a big loss, but I do think that they also have pieces in there that could um, help you win a round or two. You know, they have Jason Spezza, Muzzin, Clifford. Um, do they need more though? Like, I think that maybe is something that they should address in the off season, as well as the grit. Like another piece, maybe someone better than Clifford, someone who can actually put the puck in the net, not just hit around guys and fight. Um, but a bit more of a physical guy as well. Um, can I say one name? Yeah, sure. Joe Thornton. I think he will be a Leaf after the January first. Uh, free agency, yeah. just because of the comments he's made in the media and the fact that he said he's very willing to come to Toronto. I feel like there's a perfect match. I just think Jason Spezza will be back again next year. I hope he is because he's been unbelievable, and it sounds like he won't play hockey again if it's not in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform, mm-hmm. which, fair, guys from Toronto, he wants to play here. Let him play here. That's more than he can say for some guys. Yeah. Um, this but- guy wants to cut more than anyone. Oh like yeah, he would want to come to Toronto. Toronto is one of the the teams that could win a cup any year. Like in like next year, they could win. The year after that, they could win. They they are in their prime time. This franchise could win any year, in my opinion. Now, yeah, I think going back to your for, um, original question, I think what the Leafs need it isn't grit. A, they need a save, which they've had over the last three games, and they just have struggled to put the puck in the net, which makes no sense with this team. But B, I think they need someone who can come in and be that veteran presence who will actually talk. Like, John Tavares is a veteran presence. He's a good captain. But he doesn't talk in the media. He doesn't do anything in the media. They need someone like, again, Kyle Clifford is sort of that. I think Jack Campbell is sort of the perfect player they needed who will take actually take accountability for things that he's done even if it isn't his fault sort of to take the blame and shoulder it and Marner's done that a lot this year too he's taken a lot of blame but in my opinion it's not just Marner like no I don't think he should be taking all that blame he should I don't know if he's even telling the truth when he's saying that like he's just like making him seem like it's it's his fault I don't think it's his fault at all I think it falls along um, the rest of their forward core. Um, and, yeah, I don't think he should be taking the blame for a lot of that stuff. Also, yeah, I just don't think he's telling the truth, even though when he says that, I don't think he's telling the truth. Well, he has struggled this year. Like, you can't ignore that. Like, he is putting up points, but he's not what he was last year. And they're partnering him up again with JT tonight, so hopefully that reinvents him. Uh, but, again, they're moving Lily off that line, so I guess you have to give to get. But I think they want to get Tavares going, too. Because I think, yeah. you know, that tandem of Marner and Tavares was killer last year. That was their number one line along with Hyman. And they want to find that chemistry again. And also you're reuniting that Hyman-Matthews-Nylander line who played together for the first two seasons, yeah, two seasons. under Babcock. Yeah. And then last year was kind of like a mix of Kapanen swapping out with Nylander and all that stuff. Yeah, um, I think... I think it's going to work. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, but again, I have my doubts with what I've seen this year in this team. Um, But again, I just worry that guys aren't living up to expectations. 
you know, Hyman, he's have he's had the season of his life. Yeah. The guy's earning cash by the day. Like He's a $5 million player, Zach Hyman. Easy. Easy at this he's point. He's on pace for, what, 35 goals in a full season? Yeah, he's going to put up, like, 30 goals plus. Willie's had a great year. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think one of the big notable lapses in this team has been the management holding them to, like, holding accountability. After the David Ayers game, they were supposed to have a practice the next day. They just randomly canceled it for no apparent reason. That is the day where you bring those young kids in and you bag skate them until they're throwing up to try to prove a point. I, I agree with that. Babcock would have done that, in my opinion, too. Babcock would have not played them, period. He would have walked them off the ice with five minutes left, yeah. which I think they did lose when they fired him. But again, he's not a great person. No. So I do. Think- I will take the switch off. I think Sheldon Keefe yeah. is creative enough for this group. He sort of fits that mold a little bit better. But again, they're missing that sort of big physical presence, that guy who will scare the crap out of you but won't actually be a harm to you. Someone, I don't know if Joe Thornton is that guy, though. Because he's going to play fourth-line minutes, probably, if he was on the Leafs today. I think he'd be a third-line center. I think they'd move Kerfoot up um, back to the second-line left wing with Matt Marner and okay. Tavares. I'm not too big of a fan of that because I do think Kerfoot is a center. I don't think he's a winger. I'd agree. You could also play Thornton on the wing. Yeah, you could. Um, but the big thing, I think, when you bring in Thornton is you bring that leadership, that guy who's been to the cup final, that guy who has been in the league for 40 years and has seen everything. Like, there's not much this guy hasn't had happen to him. And mm-hmm. to bring that into a group where you have Austin Matthews, who you want to be one of the best two-way centers in the league, bringing in a guy like Joe Thornton, who was that, like, that's the perfect role model. It's the same way that Marlowe was the perfect role model for Mitch mm-hmm. until you had to get rid of that $7 million cap it, which, looking back on it, it hurts, but bring bring you Marlo, still understand it. Bring Marlow and Thornton back next year. How about that? Because they, they they obviously have their friendship from San Jose, and Marlow's obviously really close with Matthews and Marner. Why not bring Tavares into that core? That core, it's not even a core, but like that, those four guys. I don't like, think they he, could do something special. I don't think he wants to come back. I think the big reason for the trade was he wanted to play in California. He's in Pittsburgh now, though. I think that was like a, hey, family, I know you want to live in California, so you stay there while I go and try to follow my dream in Pittsburgh, and I'll be back in two months or four months. It was sort of a, hey, yeah. I think if he got the chance to play with Joe Thornton again in another place, and playing alongside Matthews and Marner again for a chance to win the Cup. If he doesn't win the Cup this year with Pittsburgh, I think there could be a chance of him coming back next year to Toronto. It makes a little bit of sense. I just don't know if his talent is there yet or left. Um, He's playing second-line minutes in Pittsburgh right now. Okay, He's but playing with Malkin you or I could play second-line minutes on Pittsburgh. Not they yet. have nobody. They have Brian <sighs> okay, Rust. Okay, man, okay. Brian Rust, and who did they just acquire? Was it Zach Parise? No, Jason Zucker. Or Jason Zucker. That's, no, they, yeah. they got talent. The Penguins have talent. They just lost Nick Bukestad. He's week-to-week. But they got depth. Uh, they got depth on forward, and they keep finding guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess they could find a guy named Somerville in the 
AHL yeah. bring him up? Sounds yeah, I don't like, think sounds like one of those names that they would find, like Agazino or Agazino or Somerville Abramov, <laughs> who just signed a three-year entry-level contract to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, in the QMJHL, he had 76 points in this season, which, when you compare to his closest teammate, his closest teammate had 41 points. So he has been lighting up the queue this season. Uh, overall, good entry-level signing. He's deserved it. He was a 2019 fourth-round pick. What do you make of it? Yeah, why not just sign him now? Like, he's making minimum entry-level deal. So he's an option that the Leafs could go to next year for a depth piece, you know, if they don't sign Patrick Marlowe. They could they could bring Abramov <laughs> in. Um, no, I really like how they have so much depth developing in the minor leagues. You look at a guy like Robertson as well. Um, blanking on, oh SDA Semyander yeah. Argachinsev. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How to uh, that. You look at Mac Hollowell, who's slowly developing yep. in the A. He's a defenseman. Uh, you still got guys like Nick Patan who are twenty four. True. You got Korshkov. Igor who Korshkov. Looks really good. I think. I think Korshkov might even get a chance this year still. Really? I, th- I think he could. I think he looked good in that one game he played against Buffalo. Who does I, he take out, though? That Yeah, that, that is the thing. Because they have depth now. And Especially you, when Mikheyev comes back. But is Frederick Gauthier for real? Like, is he a lock now on this playoff roster? I think it's just that ideal fourth-line center who can just sort of finish games. Like, I don't know. Like, you want a fourth-line center... And you don't want that to be Spezza. You'd rather him play the wing as a bit more, more of a power skilled. play specialist True. where he doesn't have to work as hard because, let's be honest, if you're a centerman, you got to skate a lot more, even though they barely play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having that flexibility helps. It could make sense, potentially, if you want to move Engvall to the fourth-line center because yeah. he's really struggled since signing his contract extension, which mm-hmm. is very worrisome. Um I could see it. I just don't know if he gets in over guys like Nick Patin or Pontus Aberg or Kenny Agostino or any other number of Marlies who have had a very good stretch of season, especially in the last couple months for the Marlies. He's a big guy, Korshkov, and he can add that like size element to your team, a little bit of physicality, a power forward guy who can get on the forecheck, and he's got a good shot. He's having another career year with the Marlies. Um yeah, I know. Like they, they do have a lot of depth. Pontus Aberg, but yeah, Korshkog does have a lot of potential. And just going back to your first point um, about Abramov, they have a lot of depth yeah. that's developing, and they're coming in waves. So like after this core leaves, they're gonna draft again and get a new batch in. If they have bring any those picks guys left, up. yeah, exactly. If they have picks <laughs> left, um, and yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a scary team. I think I like. The one thing I really do like about Dubis is the fact that he's good at developing guys. And I think that might have something to do with the amount of time that he spent in the OHL as well as the AHL. He kind of understands um, what junior players he would be looking for in an NHL team. So, you know, that, that that's good. I'm not too big of a fan of his contract decisions. But um, I do, I do want to ask this because uh, you did bring up Marner a little bit, and you did bring up kind of like off-season changes. Um, Marner hasn't been playing well the past like week, more than a week potentially. Season? 
Yeah, like, borderline, you can say. Like he, he had a been, good start. He had oh, a yeah, good he, start to the year. He's he, putting up points. He just hasn't been that offensive dynamo yes. that you wanted last year, and he hasn't been as good defensively. Like I haven't noticed yeah. him as much as I noticed him last year on right. the penalty kill. Yeah, and I the one thing that I just hate about Marner is the fact that he does not shoot the puck at all. Every oh single God, time he yes. gets the puck, he's looking to pass, and the and the team, the other team knows it too, and the yeah. Leafs know it. The Leafs are just trying to get open for that's, him because he's not going to shoot. That's one of the things that he has been doing really well recently is he's actually starting to shoot the puck on the power play, which, woof okay, yes. that power play. That's got to change. Hopefully, Riley does something tonight that sparks On power play it, two, though. But he's not on power play one. He's on power play two, Riley. Are you sure they're not yeah. going to demote Barry? No, they're not, man. That's worrisome. Uh, I know. But... I guess if you want that point shot, maybe Riley sparks that second power play unit because I can't even tell you who's on it at this point. The second um, one is Kapanen. Okay, um, yeah. Kerfoot, Spezza, and who? who, 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 who. Hyman? Know. Hyman, you're right. It's Hyman. Bingo. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, d- I do think there might be a swap, though. I think it could be Riley and Barry. Um, not today, but like in a couple games. They might switch that up because the power play has been awful. It's going to be interesting to see how much but Riley is. I was going to say about Marner. Do you think that he's a guy they could trade in the off season? You'll have to wait for my hot take. Uh, moving on, the <laughs> for, for our Spotify listeners, um, we well, do this segment. Yeah, we we'll, we can explain it a little later because we got to start motoring right, through right, our right, stuff. Right, right. We've <laughs> only done the and we're twenty minutes in. Uh, other than new hockey news, the German League, uh, the DEL League, has canceled the rest of their season, including the playoffs, because of the coronavirus, which we talked about a little bit last week. We might have taken that a little bit not seriously enough, uh, particularly myself, but it's really starting to affect games. I know San Jose, uh, that the area that their stadium's in, just declared that massive public gatherings are not allowed anymore. So there's the possibility that there may not be ho- fans at mm-hmm. San Jose Sharks home games. Did, was that just rumored yesterday, or was that confirmed yesterday? That was confirmed from the government. They don't know what the Sharks are going to do yet because they could theoretically move their games to the Staples Center okay, or yeah, some other hockey you. arena. Right, that's what I heard. Um, so yeah, that's, so, so that's going to happen for the rest of the month. The rest and then of the I guess month. they'll take it from there, but it's not going to get any better. Like it's no. going to get worse. And for a team like San Jose, who's not even going to be in the playoffs or anything, like you might as well just have have games with no fans. If the severity of the coronavirus is is uh, really threatening that area, I guess. Yeah. Um, other coronavirus news, which feels weird having to say that uh, the. Moscow, I guess just the city, has limited public gatherings to 5,000 people. And there's a KHL game in Moscow later this week. I think it's on Thursday. And they've sold 10,000 tickets. Hmm. So as Eric Engels, uh, good Habs follow uh, on so Twitter, pointed out, that repayment, I guess, whatever they're going to do, is going to be very complicated. Um Guess quickly, I'll fit this in before we talk a little bit about Brock Besser. Uh, other things that were canceled because of the coronavirus, the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament was canceled uh, this past week due to the one case of coronavirus occurring 
in the area of the courts. So for those of you not familiar with Indian Wells, that is the first tournament that Bianca Andreescu won uh, after before she won the Rogers Cup. Yeah, Rogers Cup? Yes, Rogers Cup. Against Serena. And then she eventually won the U.S. Open, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Bingo. happened. That, that happened. happened. Uh, and, it w- and Serena didn't forfeit the match. It was actually a no. full match. She won it. Yeah, uh, and unfortunately, Bianca's still out. Unlike Brock Besser, who is returning tonight after missing a bunch of games with, I believe it was a rib injury. They never sort of specified exactly what it was, but it was potentially going to be season ending. Mm -hmm. And then now he's back tonight. So that's a huge gain for the Canucks. That team, that offense is really nice. Toffoli and Pearson now on the second line. That chemistry gets reunited. Remember they had that Jeff Carter, Pearson, that 70s line. So, wow, that's going to be killer. Um, JT Miller's gonna get a big boost playing with Pedersen and now Besser. Yeah, they're they're good, but they're still battling for the playoff spot. They're not a lock in. They're battling for a wild card right now. Um, with a couple other Canadian teams, um, Calgary and Edmonton, Calgary and to Edmonton. name the two. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be a really, really entertaining finish to the season with all the teams that are still in it, especially Canadian teams. Um, there's a possibility that five of the Canadian teams could get in. It's very unlikely, but there's a possibility. Sorry, Montreal and Ottawa. Uh, But again, it's going to be a crazy finish as long as there's still hockey, which that's a big asterisk. I'm blanking on the teams, the Canadian teams, Toronto, Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, and eventually Quebec City. Uh, Next year. (laughs) Next year. Hopefully. Uh, not next year. Seattle's next year. True. Two years from now. Three years from now. When is Seattle? Seattle's not next year. Se- no, no Seattle's, two years from yeah, now. Yeah, two years from now. Okay. Expansion draft is next year, which we least got to start worrying about. Yes. Uh, moving on from hockey, because we are like 25 minutes into the show and we haven't even touched on any other sport. NBA, the Raps played last night with a huge, crazy nice win against the Utah Jazz. Yes, Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert got ejected along with OG Ananobi. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, that's the best way I can put it. Raps really had to fight back after not having Gasol, who made his return Sunday night, which was huge. Fred Van Vliet still out, although he's supposed to come back this week. And Norman Powell, two minutes into the game, had OG Ananobi land on his ankle, and he ended up spraining it. Mm-hmm. It's have we gotten an update on that? I haven't seen an update yet. I believe they have four days off, so we'll likely hear something in the next couple of days. But that's a brutal break to a guy who just won the Eastern yeah. Conference Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been one a of great the year. best Raptors this season. But back to the win, what a win. I don't know if you watched that game. They had to work. Like it was. I was very impressed. They held Rudy Gobert to only six points which, if you're not familiar with Rudy Gobert, is nuts. Uh, again, it was just a really good win. It sort of displayed this te- how hard this team works, how um, resilient they are. That was one thing I saw a lot on social media. Mm-hmm. People are really starting to believe in this team, yep. not just in Canada and the Canadian broadcasters and fans, but like the U.S. too. Like Everyone's starting to believe in them. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing to see. 
Is Nick Nurse a lock for Coach of the Year? I don't see how he doesn't win. Maybe the Heat's coach, who I'm blanking on his name. Is that Eric Spolstra? I'm not sure who they have now. I think it might be Eric Spolstra. Uh, But Nick Nurse, what he's been able to do with this team, with the amount of games that he's missed to injury, with your key, key, key players, it's just remarkable the fact that they were able to... Mm -hmm. Losing Kawhi and Danny Green. Yeah, Yeah. it it is Spolstra. He's been the coach for a, a while there. In Has Miami, he? I'm pretty sure. I think okay. he was there when LeBron was still there. Huh. Unless they fired him and then brought him back. But no, I'm pretty sure he was on their finals team when they played the Spurs and stuff. Interesting. Yep. So, yeah, that was a big win. Uh, I think Nick Nurse has got to be a lock for Coach of the Year. I, just, I think so, too. I don't see who else could win it at this point. I think that it's got to go to him. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, like, that award is basically... What team surprised us that shouldn't have done well? Yeah. And that is what the Toronto Raptors are this season. The only like thing that I could see maybe preventing that is just because it's the Raptors and it's a Canadian team. And they might not get the votes. That's a valid point. Nurse might not get the votes, but hands down, Nick Nurse should be coach of the year from, yeah, like you said, the players that they lost and everybody counting the Raptors out once again this year. Um and it doesn't even matter what they do in the playoffs now. The coach of the year isn't decided by playoffs. It's decided by regular season. Yeah. And, like, even if they do get bumped in the second round, then, like, Nick Nurse is the coach of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Moving on from basketball, because I guess that's sort of all that we really have to cover. Raptors were went 4-1 and one on that road trip, which was good, but that's about it. They still got second place in the East locked. Yeah. Hopefully they don't have to play Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Playoffs are right around the corner, man. Yeah, so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time in Toronto. Getting close. Uh, other things that are getting close is the NFL new season. Uh, they changed the date that the franchise tags can be announced. I don't know if you want to go. I didn't even hear about that. Ah, uh, I believe Adam Schefter tweeted that out. Okay. Uh, it was like March fourteenth or something which is four days from now. So that's going to be probably a big deal. There were a bunch of moves today. There, uh, there was a pretty big move today. Um, not regarding players or teams, but um, the NFL and 2K Sports I heard reached about an agreement to bring back NFL 2K. And they haven't had a game since like 2004, I think. I thought I saw a 2005 game. Okay, 2005. But, but I don't... It was probably 2005. It could have been Photoshopped. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, um, yeah, one of the two. So that's pretty big. Like yeah. I, I don't really play a lot of Madden anyways, but I think that's pretty cool because 2K does the NBA stuff. Um, they haven't done NHL since like 2011, I believe. Um, I no, didn't even know they did NHL. They did do NHL, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... I'll just throw that in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I should have um, included that in notes. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, huh. NFL Combine. Yeah, the Combine. Up. Um, couple, couple stand standouts, I guess, or not not standouts, but Chase Young did not participate at all, and so did yeah. Joe Burrow. But I mean, that's kind of understandable because they're kind of locks for the one and two um, spots in the NFL draft. Um, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State had a really good uh, Combine. Um, did two take part? 
I no, he didn't because of the no? surgery. He's still out with the hip yeah. issue. Yeah, Tua didn't take part. Um, yeah, the the draft is coming close. NFL free agency starts next Wednesday, and teams can start negotiating with players um, on Monday. So huh. we're gonna have a lot of news breaking on Monday. So we'll discuss that on Tuesday, and then players can officially sign by Wednesday. So it's possible that we get some Tom Brady news. Yeah, I next saw week. Northside Reports, I believe, put out a... Northside Talks, yeah. Or Northside North Talks. talks. <laughs> I'm going to do Northside Reports because they report everything. It's where yes. I get a lot of my news it's from. It's just Jelani. It's just it's Jelani? It's just him. He does it all himself. Mad props to Jelani. Yeah. That account is really good. You should follow them at Northside Talks. Underscore. Uh, at Northside Talks underscore. Underscore. Yeah. Really good account. They said the leaders for the Tom Brady sweepstakes were like the Chargers, the Raiders, the Titans, and like I can't remember the other team, but the Patriots weren't on that Buccaneer, list. Buccaneers, Raiders, Buccaneers. Chargers, and da, 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 Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. So I got three or four. That's not yeah. bad. Uh, I didn't see any of those teams coming apart from Oakland. Do they really need a QB? No, they don't because they have Derek Carr. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think. They kind of still want to build around him, and I don't. I don't know if Brady really wants to go there because that's kind of a joke of a franchise. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> like it is. Like they haven't Hot had a lot of success. Um, you know, they had that whole AB thing last year, so obviously he didn't want to be there. Um, I think he could go to either the Chargers or the Titans. I don't know about the Bucks because um, they had. They have Winston, who's kind of iffy, but they they still have him, and um, I think that well the Chargers just lost Philip Rivers, so he's okay, a free yeah. agent still, so he could go there to replace him, and Tennessee was really close to the Super Bowl last year, yeah. and they had Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So if they get Tom, freaking Brady, as they're, their quarterback, they're legit. They are legit, and they have Derrick Henry as the running back still. Like that offense is nuts, and the defense is great too in Tennessee. So if they get Brady, they're going to be dangerous in the AFC. Yeah, and, uh, it's going to be a big signing either way. Those signings. Another big signing that happened this past week was a re-signing in Christian Yelich, who yeah, I believe we touched on that a little bit. There was a rumor yeah, that it rumor. was going to sign, and then he did to. What do you look at this contract as? Is that a discount or is that fair market value? No, I think I think it's fair market value. Um, Yelich is, in my opinion, the second best player in baseball behind Mike Trout. Wow. Okay. So he deserved to get paid, and in my opinion, I I would have been fine if he got more than than what he got. I think he got twenty six million a year. I think it was two hundred and twenty total. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think the, it was a nine-year nine contract. I'll I'll pull it up. Nine years, two hundred and twenty-two, t- around twenty-six. That makes that sounds like they were around the right value. Yeah, based on quick mental math. And um, I saw that today. Um, the score put out that Christian Yelich is going to be getting paid until he's fifty years old. That's. Yeah, did that's you hear about pretty that? good. I did not hear about that. Okay, so apparently, I don't know why teams do this, like these stupid like contracts or like incentives, and you know, like the Leafs do it with they did it with Nylander and Muzzin, like they just pay the money up front. Oh yeah, like, signing bonuses. Per, yeah, signing bonuses and stuff like that. Like the way that contracts are constructed nowadays, well, like why so can't it just be like 
You make four million every year. Because it makes it, in the case of the Leafs, in the cap world, it makes it easier to trade the contract to crappy teams who can't pay players, like the Arizona Coyotes, where they're getting a $6 million cap hit, right. but they only have to pay a mil. Okay, got you. True. That's why they acquire Pavel Datsuk, Marian Hossa, right. all those LTIR guys who don't make any actual money, mm-hmm. but count against their cap so that right. they can actually hit the floor. Got you. Okay. So, so with this contract, the Milwaukee Brewers will defer $4 million annually of his $26 million a year salary. They will defer $4 million a year from 2022 to 2028. So that'll be $22 million a year for those six years. And then he has a an option in 2029. So if he, if he does drop out of the, the deal, or even if he does get picked up, He's gonna be making money until twenty forty two. So if he That's smart negotiating. Sets you up for life. Yeah, it smarts you up and yeah, exactly. less taxes too. Mm-hmm. That's genius on Yelich and his agent's part. So if they don't buy him out, he's going to be paid in twelve installments of two and a half million dollars every July first from twenty thirty one to twenty forty two. Happy Canada Day. And even if the buyout doesn't happen, he's still going to be getting 11 installments of $2.3 million every July 1st from 2031 to 2042. So this guy's getting paid for the next 30 years of his life. That's that's a good way to do it. Uh, you have written down here, which I didn't actually hear about, the Blue Jays offered Mike Moustakas a multi-year deal? Yeah, it came out four days ago. This guy's on the Cincinnati Reds now, so he's not a free agent. Okay. Um, he signed a four-year, $64 million deal with the Reds. and But the Jays did offer him a deal. They offered him three years for 30 mil. So 10 mil a year, which is a lot less than what the Reds offered him. Oh. Um, but I'm actually surprised that the Jays did this. Like, why Moustakis? He's a first baseman, right? He's a, he's a first baseman slash third baseman. So he well, play they third. need a first baseman, right? Because they don't really want to roll with Rowdy Tellez at first base, and they just got rid of Mike, Sm- not Mike Smoke, Justin Smoke. Yeah. So they don't really have anyone there, which is, I think, why they would have gone after a big bat and Mike Mustakas, who mm-hmm. could potentially be a role model for Vlad. Um, True. Or Rowdy Tellez, although I don't know how high people are on him. Yeah, I don't know about Tellez, but they did get Travis Shaw. Yeah. So Travis Shaw is their first baseman now. But well, I'd assume they did this Mustakas yeah, thing at the that same before. time as the. Oh yeah, shot. around that time, yeah. Um, yeah, the one thing that I do take away from this is that the Jays are going after these guys. Like they're not going to wait around a couple of years to compete. Yeah, they're they're going after these guys right now, and they are they are ready to win. Like the way that they're playing in the spring right now, the guys that they acquired in the off season and Ryu and even Travis Shaw shows that they are ready to spend money on these free agents and they're ready to bring guys in and compete right away with this young core. Yeah. And I think that's something that the Leafs didn't do a good enough job of when they had Matthews, Marner, Nylander on their entry-level contracts and they're not making big money. they did sign Patrick Marlowe, which he was a big free agent at the time. Like, you can't disagree with that. Okay, true. 
they brought in... Who else did they bring in? But, I mean, they weren't right up against the cap, though. No, yeah. Well, that's because they have to prepare. Like, it's the same thing as the Colorado Avalanche. They're being, barely paying anyone because they got to prepare to pay Kale McCarr, Quentin Byfield, Nathan McKinnon. Quentin Byfield? Not Quentin Byfield. Is it not Quentin Byfield? Byfield's a prospect. He's like... Yeah. He's going to go second overall. He hasn't been drafted yet. Oh. Who are you thinking of? Bowen Byram. That's what I'm Bowen thinking Byram, of. Bowen he's Byram. True, true, true. He's good. Whatever. Uh, um, but you see what I'm saying. Like yeah, it, yeah. It, I guess it's different in... Because there's, there's a salary cap in, in hockey. Yeah. Too. Quickly, yeah. we're going to touch on soccer because we only got nine minutes left in the show. Uh, and we still got to do hot takes, which we'll explain in a little bit more detail. Um, for our Spotify listeners... Yes, we're on now on Spotify. Uh, if you're just tuning in late, MLS Champions League MLS kicks off again tonight. Montreal play. Uh, hopefully they do well. They've been pretty decent in MLS. Maxi Maximilian Aruti has been quite good. Uh, and yeah, TFC won one nothing over NYCFC over the weekend. That was a big win. Ifianachi, I think it's Ifianachi. It's a crazy long name. I'm not gonna say it. Achara, we'll go with Achara. This kid looks nuts. He is a yeah. beast. He is so quick. He's so athletic. He technically had two, but one of them was offside. He might be our solution at left wing uh, because Pablo Piatti is still four weeks away. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> that's He's been out since the beginning of the season, and he's our DP, so yay. Uh, and Greg Vanny got his 100th win. Now, now that that's out of the way, because we don't really need to spend much time on it, it's not huge news. Okay. Uh, the There's been a bit of a debate on social media going around recently. We'll touch on this for like maybe four minutes. Okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with Kovalev Shift. Shout out to the Staff and Grab podcast. Listen to that. Uh, yes, that's a shameless plug. Um, reporters in locker rooms. A lot of these leagues have been... Banning reporters from doing interviews and stuff in the locker rooms and instead doing a hybrid where they bring players out to speak to reporters. A lot of people are not okay with this, whereas others understand it. Most of the beat reporters say it hurts them in terms of building relationships, in terms of creating connections with these athletes and asking really good questions. Whereas others say, tough, you got to do your job some other way. You got to go out of your side of your comfort zone as a future sport media personality i assume or person in the industry mm-hmm. what is your take on it um i think that i think the players have to be okay with it i think the players have to be okay with having the media in the locker room and i think that's just a way of um like I guess, I guess, um, I don't know if it really matters about where you do it, though, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. I guess, but, like, I think with you taking away that one-on-one connection that you can have in the locker room or it's just you and someone else. Yeah, I know, because last semester, right, I'm thinking Matthew Shinetti, right? He built a really good relationship with RJ Barrett, mm-hmm. who is now on the Knicks, and he's having a good year. Yeah. Um, and that's how he built his relationship in the locker room. 
Um, TSN gave him all these chances to go talk to RJ in the locker room. That's how he built his relationship. Um, I don't know if the reporter, like, I don't know if I would have to go into the locker room to really build that relationship with an athlete. Like, I could do it somewhere else, like on the court or, you know, in the hallway or whatever, wherever the media room, somewhere else. Um, I don't know. I just don't think it's that big of a deal where they do it, though. I think you can find other ways to build a relationship with an athlete. It doesn't just have to be in a locker room. It might be a bit more convenient, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. That's fair. I think it's sort of a difficult one. Like, I saw Joey Votto make a comment recently in support of the reporters, but it's sort of finding that middle ground of, yes, you want to be safe, and yes, you want to give them that personal space, but it does hurt when you have guys like LeBron James who are going to be chased by 40 different reporters you can't really get at that one-on-one reaction that you might want. And it might hurt the ability for like features and get insider information and stuff. I understand both sides. And I think people, I think we have to look into it a little bit more. But it's just, it's something you're going to have to deal with, whether or not teams actually capitalize it on a longer stretch of time remains to be seen. It's just, I figured I'd bring it up because that was really big in the news and we're potentially going into that industry and mm-hmm. might be us one day. So I don't yeah, know. I thought it was question. really interesting. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and finally, before we head out, we have a recurring segment on our show called Hot Takes. So with Hot Takes, if you're now listening on Spotify, we each give our own hot take where we say something completely insane that we think will happen. For instance, before the trade deadline, I said Dustin Bufflin will be a Toronto Maple Leaf before the trade deadline. That did not happen. And, and for instance, I said that the Leafs would fire Mike Babcock two weeks before it happened. And it happened. Exactly. Some of us are a little bit more su- successful than others, if you couldn't tell. Con- Connor said that the Raptors would win the NBA championship once again this year. I said that the Leafs would win the cup. So. Yeah, that's one of those is looking a little bit more likely <laughs> yeah. than the other, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but while I cue the music up, because we also leave on a specific song, which if you're listening on Spotify... Just for the sake of copyright, we don't want to get copyrighted and get into that legal battle. And we, we, want to... we are on spiritlive.ca, by the way. Yeah, for we are. our Spotify listeners. Yeah, we so are you... on... Yeah, we are on Spirit Live. So if you want to listen to our show live, this isn't just a podcast. This is also a live radio show. So if you want to listen to us live, some exclusive content, go over to spiritlive.ca Tuesdays from 5 to 6. And yep. yeah, just listen to us for a good hour. And then if you want to listen to us again, then just go on Spotify. Exactly. So, as I get the music set up, give me your hot take. Okay. So, I've been doing a lot of hockey stuff. I'm going to switch it up a bit. And I'm going to do uh, do some baseball. And, alright. I think, I'm just going to say it. Vladdy Guerrero, he's going to get 50 home runs this year. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but Connor said, "Whoa, he's he's a little bit busy over there on the computer. He's far away from the from the microphone." But yeah, I think Vladdy Guerrero is gonna have a massive year, and I've already said that I think the Jays will be in contention for a wild card spot. I think Vladdy Guerrero goes way beyond expectation this year, takes it up a notch, lives up to what his dad was doing, and hits fifty home runs for the Toronto Blue Jays. And in in a fighting spot, a f- fighting chance for a wild card this year. Interesting. 
I don't know if you can hear Connor still. No. But uh, he's going to do his hot take in a bit. Or right now. I'll do my hot take now. Why don't you get the music set up? Because I, again, had a brain fart and forgot the name of the song. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row, everybody. Uh, We've only been doing this for almost We've been doing this for over a year, and I still can't remember it. Uh, So, uh, my hot take this week. This summer, the Leafs will make a blockbuster trade, and I think it will be with the Calgary Flames. And I think it will revolve around Mitch Marner and one of Sean Monaghan and Johnny Goudreau. And or Johnny Goudreau. Oh, man. That is hot. I think it's going to be that is, massive. That is flamey. That's, I, there's a lot of flames in that one. Okay. I'm no. That's the end of our show right there. Thank you for listening. You have been amazing. Aiden, I hate that pun. Uh, I feel like I heard something like that recently, too. I might have stolen it. You definitely <laughs> stole that. Um, thank you for listening. We are live every Tuesday from 5 to 6. Check us out on Spotify. My name's Connor Somerville. That is Aiden, Aiden Silifant. Yeah, why? Well, I, I was getting the camera. <laughs> Relax. That is Aiden Silifant. If you want to watch us on camera, tune in to Spirit Live. And we will see you next week. <laughs>